Hello, and welcome to The Growth-Minded Marriage. My name's Kevin, and I'm joined by my wife, Mary. We are a uniquely ordinary Midwest couple pursuing what it means to live our values out loud, release expectations, and dedicate ourselves to growth and the pursuit of our most authentic selves together. Thank you all for coming back and joining us here on The Growth-Minded Marriage. I am Kevin, joined by Mary, and welcome to part two of The Truth About Season 2. Part one, last week, we wanted to share our thoughts about what we wanted to pursue in this season and really embrace what we loved about podcasting and shed everything that we disliked about podcasting. And in this part two, we're sharing our introductory glimpse of what season two will all be about. This is sort of a trial run, a test version of the questions that Mary and I will be asking each other each week. So we are going to cut right back in to where we left off last week. This was a conversation that Mary and I had on August 14th. Let's jump right in. So it is Saturday morning right now. Our babysitter is downstairs. We are in Kevin's closet recording this. We just went for a walk and kind of stopped halfway through the walk. At and a little I park. smell a little bit of fire. <laughs> and did our reflections, wrote them down on some paper, and now we're using those to create this conversation. So Kevin, what's something new or interesting or unique that you've encountered this week? Oh my goodness, what an interesting question. Wasn't quite prepared for this one. Um, I started reading a new book called The Next 500 Years by uh, Christopher E. Mason, who is like a NASA scientist. Uh, basically, NASA has like a 500-year plan for like space exploration and colonization, which is just unbelievable to me. Most people don't even like look ahead till tomorrow, and NASA literally has a 500-year plan. And obviously, nothing, not everything is going to go exactly to order, but so far just starting to read it it just like it's hard not to be optimistic about the possibility for our children and the future of our society even in the midst of all this crap that we're living in right now so that's kind of what's been new and interesting for me hmm. okay cool well i think the most interesting thing that i have stumbled into this week is yoga nidra which is a yoga practice of sleep. So you're awake, but you're in a sleep state, like in a theta sleep state, you know, like your brain waves are in theta. Anyways. <laughs> um, and you're able to, I guess, tap into your more true essence when you're in this state. And I'm kind of okay with these ideas now. I think previously I would have been like, oh, that's silly. That sounds really weird. And that's not true. And no, oh, hypnosis isn't real. And this book that I'm reading is called Daring to Rest. It's by Karen Brody, and she is a no yoga nidra teacher. And she's talking about getting into this really relaxed, restful state where you're conscious, but you're subconscious and you're able to hear things that she calls soul whispers, which is just your innermost self telling you things that are true that you maybe are not going to be able to hear or listen to when you're in your most awake beta state, which is the state we're in when we're walking around. Anyways, I'm just exploring it. She's got a 40-day yoga nidra practice that you can start when you um, read the book. And so I'm on like day two and just kind of enjoying it and trying something new. Huh. I guess I'm impressed that you're allowing and opening yourself up to that kind of a new 
thing. I think so much for like our sciencey factual mind, you got to prove it to me before you can believe it. And but trying it and just seeing what it feels like and what it does, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's been an evolution. I would say I am also extremely science minded, and absolutely, you need to prove things to me before I'm just going to like hook and bait take them. And I think when I started EMDR therapy, which is a type of therapy that gets you into a little bit of a hypnotic state and you um, access childhood traumatic memories and then can heal them, which is what I exactly did. It worked for me and it just was like, oh, okay, this is a very scientifically minded experience. And, you know, psychologists and theorists have known that this is true and that our childhood subconscious state pulls forward through adulthood and um, affects the choices that you make. And so I just think that first experience allowed me to open up to a lot of other things like manifestation and like yoga nidra. So been an evolution, but it's cool. And I'm just, you know, trying it on for size. Okay, next question is, what drained your energy this week? What drained my energy this week? Gosh, these questions are really good, Mary. <laughs> it's uh, pretty simple. The girls fussing. Mm-hmm. We have been battling a lot of fussing this last week. I understand a lot of it. There's a lot of developmental stuff behind this. The girls are growing. They're adjusting their sleep schedules and... Sometimes it's hunger-related and everything else. I think it's interesting to note that our girl, what the ages are. So our middle daughter is about to turn six, and our youngest, who's another daughter that likes to fuss, is three, three and a half. Yeah. But honestly, I've just been losing my patience for it. It's been really hard to kind of keep my cool and be level-headed and like try to be calm. And, you know, I'm happy to help when your voice sounds like mine. And like sometimes I even notice my voice sounds elevated when I say that. So obviously it's hard to tell them in a very loud, <laughs> angry voice, I'll help you when you sound like me. But it's just been kind of depleting a little bit. It's just like it's a stage that I've got to help them get through. But it's not super fun when you're in the middle of it. And unfortunately, our oldest son, who is seven, maybe does an equally poor job of managing they're fussing too, and his reaction to help is mostly escalating the situation too. Yeah, I mean, I certainly am have been here for that and agree with that. I think our kids, yeah, are just it, summer is hard. Kind of, they're more tired. Our schedules are off. Our kids are very routine. They like routine. And Kevin described more of a screech. There's also a low-level drone fuss and, like, a flailing of body fuss. Oh, yeah. That's been happening. There's a ton of riddles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, still working on that. Um, okay. What drained my energy? Last Saturday, I got to fly to Chicago. It was the first time I was on a plane since the quarantine and got to fly to my friend's baby shower. And oh, that's where you, that's where you went? Uh-huh. This um, girlfriend, I'm just going to use her name. Her name's Lauren. She is one of the nine high school friends that I have that um, we have dubbed ourselves the O Crew. And there is some backstory. (laughs) There is some backstory to that. But it was the first time I was going to get to see any of them again since the quarantine. There was going to be four of us, including myself there. And leading up to it, I'm like, hey, you know, it would be cool is if we record a 
podcast episode while we're there and just kind of have this shared experience of this thing that I love doing and share it with them. And I thought it'd be really fun to record on us discussing our friendship, which is the friendship we've had since high school, which is, you know, about a 20-year friendship. And then the development of that and really a celebration of that. And then the exploration um, into our four individual experiences of making adult friends, what it's felt like and difficulties of it and, you know, just the whole thing. So we get there. It was lovely. I could say a ton more really positive things about it. And we record this podcast. It was just amazing experience. It was just really life-giving. I just felt so proud of my three friends that I got to record with. They were just really brave and really open and honest with their answers. I had given them some questions to think about, and I could tell that they all had done their homework. And it just felt really like a beautiful experience that I was so, so proud of and so proud of them and could not wait to get home and edit it and send it out to the world and send it out to the other Um, five people in this friend group that were not able to be on the podcast and were not able to be at the baby shower. And I just was so looking forward to an impact that it maybe would have had on just this group of friends and, you know, other people. Uh, Long story short, but it's not over. (laughs) You know, plane ride home. I get home about 1145 at night. I open my um, computer to just look at it. I'm like so proud of this little baby podcast. I just wanted to look at it. And I go to open it, and you can probably guess that the worst thing possible happened and that the audio was not there. And I don't really want to have to discuss where the audio went or how the audio got deleted, what possibly or probably happened to it. But I basically spent four days giving myself an ulcer, crying and being hysterical, and then trying to find solutions and trying to do the thing I tell the kids, which is like, okay, keep finding a solution. That didn't work. Keep trying something new. And I called a whole bunch of people. I was on the phone with Apple Tech for like three hours. Um, They were extremely helpful, but we couldn't find it. And then I took it to another place near us called Tech Grove, where this very nice gentleman named Dylan helped me and he couldn't find it. And then last ditch effort, I called this like Kansas City data recovery center and this very wonderful human named Tom had to tell me probably a dozen times that the situation was extremely grim and that the chance of us finding this audio file was extremely, extremely low and that I basically could spend, you know, about $350 in a very grim situation, which he assumed he would not be able to find it. Or I could, you know, just accept that it was probably gone. And it just felt like I, you know, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but it was, it was heartbreaking. I was in tears with this wonderful man named Tom and he was extremely kind and compassionate. So that was a silver lining. Unfortunately, Tom took the liberty to then ask me uh, if I had a backup (laughs) to my computer and that this all maybe wouldn't have happened if I was backing up my data. And I was like... Too soon, Tom. Too soon to mention that. Um, Yes, I now know that I need to back up everything, but it was devastating and I'm still grieving that loss and like the loss of what could have been. I'm going to be sad about it for a while. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, You can tell by the sound of your voice that that sucks. Yeah, it's bad. So let's move on to something lighter. We've kind of structured these so it's maybe a, a little bit of a heavier or negative question and then followed up with a good question. And then we're going we're gonna to end on a good note. <laughs> okay. 
We have two more questions left. What is your gratitude for the week? And then something you're looking forward to. So why don't you maybe just do those two together and we'll see how that feels. Okay. Well, I think that we probably have the same answer for the last one. So I'll just do the gratitude one. Okay. I'm answering this somewhat sideways. It's actually probably more of an appreciation, but we've kind of been struggling to get our kids involved in different activities and sports. But we signed up our oldest son to play soccer this fall, which is something he agreed to. And then they needed a soccer coach. No one was volunteering. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll volunteer. I can be the soccer coach. It was last minute enough that I didn't get to go to like the information meeting and I got like a confirmation meeting from the organizer. And like, as soon as I read it, I'm like, oh, I really wish I said I didn't say yes to this. And I literally was feeling all the same feels that my son has to be feeling. And it's just like, when was the last time I put myself in a situation like this? And it's just like, gosh, I can really appreciate his feelings now in a way that I haven't been able to measure before. Because now I'm feeling these same things like, what if I suck? What if I'm not very good? What if the kids don't like me? What if the parents are jerks? All of these unknown variables are running through my head in the same way that I know is running through my kids' heads when they have the same reservations. I've got a new appreciation for what they're thinking, and I'm really grateful to go through this one together. Very cool. Yes. It was really fun to see Lincoln light up when you told him that he you were going to be his coach. Like, I think it was a security for him. Um, and it was just like, all right, daddy and I are going to do this kind of hard thing together, which is cool. Uh, and it's also fun because a couple of times since he's found out now that I'm going to be his coach, um, he's done something or said something. And my reaction is just to tell him to go take a lap. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. <laughs> Which is, I, I, I'm hoping that sticks. Uh, one of my friends told me that her husband has her kids do planks, like hold a plank when they are being naughty as opposed to a timeout. So similar. Huh. Uh-huh. All right. My gratitude for the week is a gratitude in action, which is generally what I, how I practice gratitude. That just means that instead of just writing it down and keeping it to myself, I usually tell someone or try to tell the person that I'm grateful for. And it just gives it more of a whole experience where they get to feel good and I get to feel good. And so my gratitude in action this week was to what was the gentleman who came over from Joe Kilowatt? Chris. Chris. Wonderful, beautiful Chris uh, came over from a company called Joe Kilowatt, which is an electrical company in our area. And he had three projects from us that were quasi related to electricity but they were projects that have been on our to-do list, our house to-do list for over a year and a half. Two of them were personally eating away at me and one was personally eating away at Kevin and just were things that we could have done ourselves, but we hadn't got to. And the further we got away from doing them, the bigger and more oppressive the project itself felt. Chris came over, knocked off two of these three things And he was upstairs in our son's bedroom working. And I just went up there. I was like, hey, Chris, thank you so much. Like, this is such a relief to our family. These have been on our to-do list for a year and a half. We kind of had a little banter about how he's like, don't tell my wife I'm getting things marked off a to-do list. She's going to make me do hers. And we just kind of laughed. And it was just nice to tell him how much he meant to us. Like, doing his job made a huge difference for our family. It was such a relief. And I was so grateful to Chris. 
So, Kevin and I have the same thing for next week, what we're looking forward to, and it is our- Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe we should say at the same time. It'll be cute, okay? Let's count it off. <laughs> no, I don't. That's not going to be cute to me. All right. We'll, we'll count it off. Okay. We say it on three. Okay. You ready? So, Mary, what's something you are looking forward to in the upcoming week? One, two, three. Big Yard theater. work. <laughs> oh. I didn't want to do that, but I laughed, I guess. So, you won. Yes, we're going to Big Cedar, and it is a beautiful place in the Ozark Mountains of Missouri. You should Google it. It's just our happy place. It's a resort community, like a cabin resort community. It's got a lot of family fun activities. We are looking forward to doing family bingo and kids fishing, and they have beautiful pools that are the perfect temperature. They have a huge hot tub. The resort is positioned on Table Rock Lake, which is a huge, beautiful lake in Missouri. The food is good. We've been there probably 12 times, and so we just have a lot of memories there. Our kids are excited about it. There's a shuttle, which our kids are wildly excited about, taking the shuttle around the resort. And we leave on Monday. So we're just, we're looking forward to it. I have the whole week off and we'll be back on Friday. So we're taking a five-day vacation. Yeah, I think it's just like, it's our family vacation. We've basically gone every single year since Mary and I moved here. And um, I actually just read an article on Fast Company about something called Vorpret. I think that's how you say it, but it's V-O-O-R-P-R-E-T. Um, and it was just basically like this Dutch term about the joy that you get from the anticipation of something that's going to happen that's going to be fun. And I think that's something that you've been always really great about. And then seeing that translate into our kids' excitement and it just like, gosh, I was always someone who never looked forward to things. It was always like the burden of overcoming everything that I had to do before I could do the fun thing was my focus. But like seeing you guys planning and prepping and so excited and seeing them like sharing what they're so excited about this family trip destination has been like really really fun for me yeah the lead up is very special in our family as well as the actual vacation and this is a place that doesn't disappoint sometimes you go somewhere and you're like eh, it wasn't as good as i was excited for big cedar lodge does not disappoint we are whoa way over 15 minutes that didn't go to plan, yeah. but it was fun. So we'll see what it's down to. And we will be back next week with the same prompts and a new week to discuss. I'm assuming some weeks are going to be faster and slower than others. And we'll just keep going. But I am, I enjoyed this conversation. I enjoyed this format. Hopefully the listener, you did as well. And we will see you next week. Ever onward. <laughs> <laughs>